With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome. It's our number two, our number two of our radio program and the Tokyo Olympics getting started officially over the weekend. They've had some events earlier in the week, but it's our opportunity to discuss our level of interest, right? Level of interest as the Olympics get underway in Japan on the Mather scale of interest, one to 10. What is our interest in these Olympic Games? We will give you that number and ex- discuss why we have that number and much more. It's coming your way right now in our number two. Got a case of those Olympic blues. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere as we continue yodeling In a canyon, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the belly, the belly of the audio beast here, the Fox Sports Radio Studios. And we thank you for spending some time with us here in the overnight hours. If you're listening live, if you're listening to the podcast, then the sun might be up. So our lead this hour coming from the Tokyo Olympics which officially gets started today. They've actually been underway for a few days. But later today, they'll be all the celebration of the Olympic Games as they get together there. They wave at empty seats at a stadium in Japan. So uh, don't, don't get used to these, right? Uh, don't get used. This is actually an Olympic monologue, but it's one of a few. I don't know that I'll do another one. I know basketball is a big thing in the Olympics, and so maybe something will happen with Olympic basketball that will inspire a monologue, but this is the rare and appropriate, rare and appropriate Mallard monologue about the Olympics. Not the obligatory Mallard monologue about Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. This is the rare and appropriate Mallard monologue. Now, some of our P1s in the Mallard militia wanted to know where I was at on the Olympics. Am I going to talk about it? Am I going to do shows on it? Some of the people that are newer to the show. Um, And so let me address that right now. Let me nip this in the bud right now to avoid any future inquiries. Just like I try to, when when people start sending me emails, can I take the oath? No, you don't have to ask to take the oath. But as far as this is concerned, if you're saying, are we going to do Olympic coverage? No. Uh, Olympic basketball is fine. I I prefer the NBA. Uh, A lot of you hate the NBA, but I prefer the NBA. These other sports just don't move the needle. They just don't move the needle. Talking about you, track and field, gymnastics, 
swimming, things along those lines. So uh, we just we'll stop beating around the bush and get to the point, please. Get to the point, please. So let us discuss the question. And we'll do the time-tested scale of interest. So what is your level of interest in the Tokyo Olympics on the Mather scale of interest, 1 to 10, with 10 being anticipating your favorite team in the Super Bowl? You've been supporting them for years, and they're finally in the big game. So I am at a 2. 2 on the Mather scale of interest. So I've got dinner menu, theater of the bazaar, and asbestos. And we will connect all of these things together. Now, first of all, the Olympics have have never been, for for me, a winner in sports radio. Right? It's not good for business is what I'm trying to say. And I understand th- these Olympics, it's a redo. They were supposed to happen last year. Everything got canceled because of the pandemic. And some people still are screaming they should cancel these Olympics. Uh, but having done sports talk radio most of my adult life, I have come to grips with the realities of this format and this time on the calendar. It's the double whammy is what it is. You've got the double whammy. You've got affiliates in many of our markets who end up covering up parts of the show to play tape-delayed Olympic coverage, which I find stale, but to each their own. And then we have the general apathy that I sense for the Tokyo Olympic Games. But the way I look at it, imagine, if you will, a dinner menu. Look at the dinner menu. What are we doing here in Sports Talk Radio? We are serving up prime rib and tri-tip, meat and potato for Sports Talk Radio. The Olympics, if you look down the menu at the very bottom of the page there, the Olympics, uh, what they're serving up and dishing out are cauliflower and broccoli. Now, a lot of people like cauliflower and many people like broccoli, but If you had a choice between prime rib, tri-tip, potatoes, and cauliflower and broccoli, most people would pick, other than the vegetarians, the prime rib and the tri-tip. And those are the facts. You might not be able to handle the facts, but those are the facts. And and the main argument against the Olympics is it just does not appeal to the core audience of this type of radio. Uh, And you say, well, why not? It's sports. Yeah, but the Olympics have always appealed to non-sports fans. These are secondary sports that we don't regularly consume. It's just the reality of it. Uh, and it doesn't mean that the, the, the people that win Olympic medals haven't accomplished something great and all. That's not what it means at all. It just means that these are not things we normally consume and uh, you're not that into it. Now, secondly, it's a bit bittersweet that I have grown over the years um, you know, to, to mostly ignore the Olympics. When I was a kid, I, I do have fond memories of watching various Olympic games with my dear old mom, but most of those memories are based in nostalgia, right? My, my youth flashing back and all that has vanished into thin air. And looking back, it was, it was really more about spending time with my mom than it was necessarily watching track and field or anything else. Uh, Ironically, though, my wife is the same way. She was born deficient of the sports gene. She's lacking the sports gene, but she is uh, very excited to watch the pomp and the circumstance of the Olympics, which means occasionally over the next couple of weeks, I will be agonizing and throwing out sarcastic cheap shots as I sit on my ass and my wife watches the Olympics. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, play my phone or whatever. Uh, but I, I just don't do sappy well. And the U.S. Olympic coverage is dripping with heartwarming stories. Chicken soup for the soul. And, and trips down memory lane. Here's another tearjerker for you today. Very schmaltzy. For my taste, it's over-emotional. Now, I realize a lot of people love that. Can't get enough of it. Give me more, give me more, give me more. I'm not one of those people. I realize I'm in the minority. Clearly, this does very well. There's a large audience for this. And NBC is aware that the viewers are not hardcore. And so what do they do? They tug at your heartstrings. They want that visceral, emotional reaction. And that's what the Olympics provide. The things I do get joy out of, I always side with the theater of the bizarre, the freaks of nature. And I've had... My itch scratched a couple of times over the last couple of days. The story we talked about in a previous episode, a bear crashing the softball venue, very amusing to me. 
that they uh, they won't allow fans in, and you know, Bear just doing whatever Bear does—a Bear jamboree at the softball venue and baseball venue. My favorite favorite story—it's going to be hard to top this one—is our friends in Poland sending too many swimmers and having to redirect six Polish Olympians who had been told they had made the Olympics, had been flown into Tokyo, and then had to fly back with their tails between their legs, the flight of shame, back to their home country, being told that they had sent too many swimmers. Uh, I also love, another story I got a kick out of from the Olympics, is the the water for the swimming venues. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one or not. It's been going around the last couple weeks. The water at the Tokyo Olympics swimming venue in the, out in the ocean, the triathletes will be in the, the ocean area there. Um, apparently it smells like a toilet, like a toilet that hasn't been cleaned. So you've got that as well. Now, final thought. Another reason to not be into the Olympics, to give the cold shoulder to the games, is the nonsense that is the rage of the day, right? Whatever the rage of the day is. The, the Olympics... What they had always sold as their core, their essence, publicly, there were two pillars, two pillars the Olympics always sold. And you know exactly what they are. If you've paid attention at all, you know exactly what they are. Those two pillars are amateurism and also apolitical, that this is where the world comes together. And any grievances you have, you just kind of leave those aside. And it's a beautiful display of global unity. The world unites. And, you know, if you're upset with this politician or that politician, this is not not where you do it. And the, and the Olympics have based that belief. Now, you say it's bull crap, and there have been people that have protested the Olympics, some famous protesting incidents over the years. But we can pump the brakes on the apolitical campaign, kind of. Right? The Wokarati, uh, members from the uh, Wokarati there who have the Saddam touch, they, they will destroy everything they touch. And they have infiltrated now the asbestos from the Wokarati. It gets in your lungs, and it does not end well. It's really a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's signing up to drink spider venom is what it is. Uh, picture them uh, holding flamethrowers and blowtorches on the hillside with a lot of tinder brush and then blocking the firefighters from putting out the flames. Now, what do I mean by that? The IOC, because of social media blowback, has relaxed the infamous Rule 50. Now, you know what the infamous Rule 50 is? That rule literally and figuratively prohibited political, racial, or religious propaganda. Athletes protesting is pretty much what it was. You know, it was written a little different, but it's, it stop athletes from protesting. So, now, we've hardly heard much. Uh, and they've been protests. The Olympics have been going on for a few days as we're doing this in real time, and there have been some protests. Specifically, the women's soccer players were all up in arms. And uh, USA, uh, the women uh, complaining about everything. They're just very unhappy. And uh, we're so happy they lost. We are openly cheering against them. Uh, we hope they are eliminated from the Olympics very soon. Uh, and that's it. So the, the ironic thing about this, though, the people running the Olympics, the people, the IOC, who I don't support them, I don't think they're particularly great, great people either. Uh, they're not sweet spirits. But the people behind the Olympics... They're not living in Suckersville. They're living in Realityville. They are fully aware of the pending doom. The, this has the makings of a financial Hindenburg uh, if the protesting continues. And so market research has shown the top reasons that people watch the Olympics are to uh, get an escape from the daily grind, unplug from the noise of the world. And then also B, and this is probably more important than A, wrap yourself in the flag. If you're watching sports and they're not hardcore sports and they're really something that appeals to a very fringe group, then you say, okay, I'll watch it, but it's really because I love my country wherever I'm from. And maybe it's you're not you're in the U.S., but you're, uh, you're from Italy and you love the Italian team or wherever, you know, wherever you, your, your roots might be from, your DNA originates from, and you pull for that country. And... That, you know, selling of patriotism has always been a big thing. So, well, it's not right. It's not really real patriotism. Maybe that's true, but that's how they've done business. And so they've attempted the IOC. I love this story. It hasn't gotten a lot of attention, and we'll see if it, they, they continue this. But the people running the IOC have attempted to stonewall the protesting media coverage. All right, they're trying to cut the 
the wokesters off at the pass, and they they're trying to limit and not allow the the media social media channels to put this out on their own social media channels. Why? It's bad for business. So we are told the International Olympic Committee and the Tokyo 2020 organizers have teamed up to form Voltron, and they have actually banned social media teams from distributing photographs and the video clips of the uh, various athletes complaining about this, that, and the other thing during the what's apolitical Olympics. Now, uh, we'll see if that keeps up. I have my doubts. I imagine that this will still, it'll eventually get out. They'll be bullied into giving this this information out and promoting it and all that stuff. But it's actually a brilliant strategy because it shows you the Mama Lukes, uh, you know, wh- wh- where, the, where the Olympics are at this point. Imagine, uh, you know, athletes uh, making this, you know, about their agenda, whatever their uh, protest of the day is. And you say, look at me and all that stuff. And but you have no fans in the stands. These these stadiums are empty. These venues are empty. And if it's not broadcast on television and it's not shown on the social media channels of the Olympics, you're really damaging the clout that one would gain from a look at me, I'm protesting, I'm cool type of moment. I mean, the Olympics are a made for TV spectacle. We all know that. In fact, nearly three quarters of the budget the IOC has comes from television. From broadcast rights, not just in the U.S., but globally. A lot of it comes from the U.S. And so the people who are behind that, they have heartburn because they're dependent on people watching this, and a lot of the people that watch this are doing it to wrap themselves in the flag and to not deal with the protesting stuff. And so you can say it's it's nothing and you're making a big deal about it and, and people are going to continue to watch. Well, the ratings across the board since these protests started in sports have gone down uh, and and this, if you start kicking the cash cow, watch out. Watch out. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show. If you'd like to comment on any of that, we can certainly discuss. And we had a wild ending of the Dodger game against the, the Giants. Tremendous incompetence. We had a manager and a, a closer go AWOL, uh, which is just a total dereliction of duties by Dave Roberts. <laughs> So embarrassing. Dave Roberts is lucky I don't own the Dodgers because I would have fired him if I owned the team after that. I would have fired his ass. I, you won the World Series last year. Congratulations. You're, You're done. Get out of here. See you later. And I'd go dig up Billy Martin and put him in the dugout. How about that? Anyway, all right, we'll take your calls and the, the whole thing here. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. So there's some news percolating around the baseball world here. Are we about to get a leak, a very costly leak from the world of Major League Baseball? What would this leak be about? Inquiring minds would like to know. I'll tell you. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. I liked him in that spot. I really did. No, no, no. Say no. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like a Paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Friday! Friday! Then I saw her boobs, now I'm a believer. Thank God it's Friday, Friday. Listen up, Maller Militia. The Ben Maller Show is the show of the people, by the people, for the people. Join the movement and follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones, but he's more than just the call screener. He's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Big Rig Rob from the highways and byways of the Evergreen State writes in. He says, Ben, great job so far as usual, but if I may suggest a segment called the Maller Roast and Toast, which consists of you laying into people from the world of sports, first victim Dave Roberts. Now, I, I, my voice sounds a little off because I was screaming at my television watching the end of that Dodger game. And much like I am hoping the U.S. women's soccer team loses in the Olympics, I also I needed the Dodgers to lose that game. And people are upset. And I will talk about this right now. So people are upset. That the Dodger-Giant game, if you saw the end of it, there was a check swing that certainly appeared to be a strikeout that would have ended the game. They went to the third base, and the umpire said no swing. And so that can prolong the inning. And then Kenley Jansen just pulled his pants down, dropped a deuce right on the mound after that. <laughs> And so I'm happy that happened because if the Dodgers had won that game, and Roberto, back me up on this. If the Dodgers had won that game, that would have reinforced bad behavior by Dave Roberts. The Dodgers needed to uh, lose that game. It doesn't matter, though. The, Dave Roberts already said, oh, oh, the uh, Jansen would have won the game if it wasn't for the first base umpire or in that yeah, play yeah. at second base yeah. by that lousy player, Sheldon Noisy, who, by the way, great stretch there, by the way, by Noisy. Great job, yeah. dude. Yeah. How, how about a, a great – a wonderful closer does not need the umpire to make a call at the end of the game. Exactly. Who? Who? who I don't know. I didn't. I didn't realize the first base umpire loaded the bases in the ninth there. Yeah. No. And and it, the thing it made it even worse. You got these morons in the baseball media. I can't believe that these Dodger fans are booing Ken Lee Jansen. What are they supposed to applaud him? He's thrown away their entire season. 
the entire season is going out the window. They don't, they're not going to make the playoffs the way this is going. The Padres will pass them by. And I, we're, they're supposed to sit there and applaud? No. It's ridiculous. Three, three consecutive blown saves, by the way. Yeah, no. In, in a crew, the Dodgers would be how many games up? Do the math, Roberto. I'm not good at math. How many games up would they be? Because they blew, Jansen blew the game Sunday in Colorado, two games against the Giants. So that and the Giants lost on Sunday to the Cardinals, I believe. So that's that's three games, which is really a six game swing, right? That's yeah. a and believe I'm I correct on that. Believe yeah. I believe that would be up two games right now. Yeah, unreal, and it just shows you the arrogance of Dave Roberts. It's like, oh, I'm gonna stand by my guy. Your job is not to stand by your guy. Your job is to win the game, put the player out there. The fan, the fan was more knowledgeable than Dave Roberts as far as Kenley Jansen. And throwing him out there. And then Walker Bueller's pitching a jam, and he gives up a soft yeah. single up the middle, and he takes him out right out of the game right away. Yet, yeah. uh, Kenley Jansen is vomiting all over the mound, and he waits to, to pull him until he blows yeah. the game. Yeah. No, it was like at least three mistakes I counted by Dave Rowe. I should manage the Dodgers. Hire me. I'll manage them. I'd have to give what? up this job. But I would go. I would do it. I'd be willing to give it a shot. You know, I can manage some games. It's awful. You want that, Roberto? Uh, as long as I'm the bench coach. No, hey, listen, you, you guys don't understand. I'm Benny the Bopper, okay? I, I understand what's going on out there. It's Benny the Bopper. And, you know, th- th- this whole uh, over, you know, over... Pre- leading off the Dodger oh, half of the first inning. Thank you. Lost Benny Finally. the Bopper. Muddy Ball Bauer. That's been a while, The nattering gay bomb of negativity. <laughs> okay the shirts number one in your hearts and minds and in the air everywhere. Ben Maller. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The crowd goes wild. Oh, yes. Oh, they're, yeah, they're was, treating was, me like Kenley. The, crowd the last two nights. Yeah. They're treating me like Kenley Jansen. They're booing me. Look at that. They're booing me. Yeah. But Walker Bueller, oh, got to take him out because the book says you know, once he gets around 100 pitches, he was at 99 pitches. And once you get to 100, your arm falls off. They actually, there's a, somebody comes out to the mound with a. No, seriously. A lot of people don't know this, but the reason the 100 pitch mark is a, an amazing uh, guardrail is when you get past 100 pitches, somebody comes out with a chainsaw and chops your arm off. It's, it's amazing. Shocking. Oh, it is so maddening. The Giants are not that good. The Giants are not. I'm t- I look at that team. I'm like, how the hell is that team? Uh, have, how do they have the record they have? It makes no sense. But they do, yeah. and and so congratulations. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, I don't know if they made a deal with the devil or what. It. They're just platooning. That's the whole thing. The platoon is the platoon is working for them right now. Yeah, and and the fact that Kenley Jansen blew the last two games. Yeah, it's, it's been a little quiet on the Trevor Bauer front, huh? Yeah, well, the, he's because the next day was it July twenty seventh? Is that when there's the court date? There'll be yeah. more on it after that. So, what what are you getting at, Coop? What are you? I'm just wondering. Uh, I mean, my, uh, would you like to expand on that? What do you? No, my 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 fantasy team's hanging in the balance. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. I understand. Yeah, if you're if you're betting yeah, on Bauer coming the, back, yeah. I think you uh, might yeah, want to you know, have a backup plan on it. Plan B. I think Maybe you should go year. with the plan B. Well, see, that's the thing. It's a it's like it's a dynasty league, so you pick like you can pick players to keep for next year. So yeah. it's like is that? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, no, it is. I, mean, listen, I, I gave my thoughts. On, based on the initial evidence, it's like I don't think there's enough for a criminal conviction, but that doesn't mean you can't have a civil lawsuit and still be uh, suspended. And He's obviously in purgatory bower right now. But So I'm doing the math. Now, Jansen pitched two-thirds of an inning, gave up four earned runs against the Giants. He gave up three earned runs in the previous game against the Giants and gave up a run against the Rockies. On Sunday, so he's given up you now seven runs in his last two innings of work. But everything's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, everything's fine. And, and, yeah. and what he did last oh, no! year, we suck again. And what he did last year, people still want him to be the closer, which is just maddening. Yeah, but it did work out perfectly for for Dave Roberts. He's his fall guy. Blame the umpire. And that's exactly as you said, Roberto. That's exactly what he did, right? Yeah, Blame yeah, the well, first the, base umpire. Yeah, well, this is the post game on the way home, and he uh, on the way to work, and he was he yeah. was blaming on the umpire, saying, "No, oh, Jansen would have got the save there." Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so happy, and uh, I, I'm not ashamed to admit this. Again, lesson needed to be learned. If the Dodgers had pulled that game out, it would have reinforced bad behavior for Dave Roberts. 
And hopefully somebody you know, has some balls in that organization and they, to talk. And they got away say, what are you doing? They got away with it last year because they had uh, they didn't need Julio to be a, a starting pitcher. So they were able to put him in the bullpen. They need Julio to be a starter this year. So they're not going to have that that fallback plan this year in the playoffs. So well, they, they're going to get wait till they, wait till they trade for Kenta Maeda of the Twins. That's you know that's coming. They bring him back. Bring him back as the uh, swing guy. Bring Max Scherzer. It happened. They'll they'll go relatively cheap. Greg Kimbrell. Eh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he puts on that Dodger uniform and start puking on the mound like these other <laughs> guys. I don't know. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> Maybe we should have some kind of dance out in the bullpen to get rid of the evil spirits that are out. I need Corey Canable to come back. Corey Canable was good, but he's still a ways away. Wait, wait, how far away is he? 50 miles away? Yeah, is that Riverside? Yeah. Where's he at? <laughs> Do we know where he's <laughs> Hopefully he comes back. Yeah. September. Anyway, uh, is that enough Dodger ranting? Do we need any more? Yeah, that's, new yes. You want to that's enough. You want to round the Angels, Coop? Yeah. No. Coop's going to do some hot Angel talk coming up next. <laughs> that's be breaking I'm down. done with the Angels. Eddie's got Pirate Talk covered coming up later in the hour. On the ones, we'll have that. Very exciting. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do 
you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. So we had a trade uh, in Major League Baseball. I believe the trade deadline is a week from this Friday, so a week no, from it, today. Yes, it's, they moved it up. This is how great baseball is. Baseball executives are so lazy. They don't usually do anything on the weekends. So the trade deadline my entire life has been July 31st. First, yes. But it's on July 30th because they don't want to work on Saturday. <laughs> is that not great? Is that not outstanding? The people, And this is what I heard. All these sports leagues, the NFL, the baseball, and, and obviously basketball, all the leagues, they have their headquarters in Manhattan. They all go out to Long Island on the weekends. They don't want to be bothered to have to do any work and go into Manhattan and do their job on Park Avenue or Fifth Avenue. So they... They don't have anything, any big decisions on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I work on the weekends, Eddie. Do you? Well, Sunday night I work. You know. uh, Nelson Cruz going to the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for a couple of minor league pitchers. He's 41, seven-time All-Star. He's got 436 career homers, over 1,200 RBI. He has uh, got 19 homers, 50 runs batted in so far this season. Yeah. Well, so the he goes nerds, from Minnesota to uh, The nerds are all excited. I was reading some of the reports on this, and they're like, oh, I can't believe the Twins. The, the, I love it. They, they got a hole. They got a hole of minor league players. Yeah. Okay. Two. I mean, yeah. is that a hole? Well, no, but that, for a 41-year-old designated hitter. Well, at least he's productive. Who knows? These no, guys he's good. No, he is show. good. He's, he's, a, he's a thumper. He is. I mean, he, he not he's not Benny the Bopper, but he's he's Nelson the Thumper. He is yeah. good. And we'll there see. I mean, I mean, Tampa Bay's a boring team, but sorry to that guy with Roscoe the Parrot that calls up. Anyway, so um, we'll see. It's uh, Max Scherzer does have a no trade clause, which just really means pay me extra money and then I'll go anywhere. So that's all that means. It is the Ben Maller Show. We will mix in some phone calls here. A lame jokes next hour. We have Maller to the third degree uh, coming up in a little bit as well. But it could be a very interesting day in professional baseball as we are learning now that the ownership of the Cleveland Indians have decided on their new nickname. Yeah, they uh, they uh, bowed down. They genuflected to the mob uh, last year and said they're going to get rid of their nickname. So... The uh, Cleveland baseball franchise. Well, here's the kicker. We don't know yet. We don't know the name yet. They haven't announced the name. They haven't announced the name. But the rumors that we're hearing is that they have started to make merchandise with the new team name, preparing to, when you announce it, you want to then immediately go into people's wallets and take their money for the hats and the T-shirts and all that crap. And I guarantee you, if they, if they have sent that stuff out, and there's some rumors on the internet that that's starting to, they're, they're going to send that stuff out later today on, you know, Friday. If that happens, then you know some guy in the back at the sporting goods store or the Walmart is going to send out a a, a tweet with the logo and the name of the team. So keep an eye on that. We could get the Friday news dump. The Friday news dump. For the new nickname of the Cleveland Indians, what will it be? The Cleveland Guardians. They should go Spiders. I like the Spiders. I like Spiders. They're going to go Dixters. The Dixters! Yes. Well, <laughs> that's a great idea, Eddie. That's a tremendous idea. And they could, they could have Dick and Dayton. I've seen photos of him. He reminds me of Lou Brown, the manager. Isn't that the name of the manager in Major League, Lou Brown? Yes. I think yeah. That's yeah. Doesn't Dick and Dayton kind of give any? I've seen, we've all seen photos of him. Dick's right up there, though. He absolutely is. That, to, to me, Dick and Dayton is, if I were to say he's, he's a, a baseball person, he's Lou Brown from Major League. He's got that look. Dick won't thing. be denied. Yeah. So. I hope he calls up later. He usually does on Friday. We'll have to get his perspective here. Dixter, they call me. <laughs> <laughs> All these uh, years, we never knew about the Dixter. Had no no clue. It's we amazing. were sitting there in the dark. We've seen the light now, Eddie. We've seen the light. Uh, I, I I want. I, well, I don't want them to change the name, but if they're going to do it. They, I, I think spiders is the way to go. Spiders is the way to go. But you you bring up a good suggestion, Eddie. 
That's a that's a solid suggestion. But we'll see what they come up with. All right, Spen Maller show on Fox to the phones we go, and uh, let's say hello to Falexis in Buffalo, cashing in a golden ticket. Hello, Falexis. Um, Ben, oh my God, I almost said hello, Falexis. Hi, Ben. Hi, everybody. Uh, hello, Twitter world. Happy birthday. Um, hey, hey, Falexis. Falexis. Hey, hey, Ben. Happy hey, birthday, ben. whatever his name is. Very nice. Yeah, Ben, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that you don't have to say hello, Twitter world. This is the real world. We're on radio. This is the real world. It's not that's the, the Twitter world. This is the real world. Yeah, but on Twitter world, I'm the real queen. That's a, that's a lie. That's a lie. No, well, anyway, I was going to say I agree with you about the Summer Olympics, but you were to argue about something. I'll, I'll have a voto opera, whatever you call it, with you. How you like those beans? Who? Uh, cool. Can you translate what Falexis just said? No. Nope. Can you do that? No, you cannot do that? No. Volvo okay. Abagon, or what the hell you call it. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. anyway, um, yeah. No, I agree with the Summer Olympics. I could care less about soccer, right? But I do like the opening and closing um, um, ceremonies. That's the only thing I really so your, care about. Your favorite part of the Olympics is the closing th- ceremonies. That's what you enjoy. And the opening. I, I always love the opening, you know. Yeah. No, I so, hear you. Well, yeah. That's, it's, it's, this year is going to be even better. I might actually watch the, today because... I think it's coming up in like three hours, something like that. Oh, I'll still be awake so we can, I can watch hey, them hey, parade hey, around hey, waving hey, at nobody. Hey, Ben. Why Ben's, not, Ben's not here. Ben's not here. You live. Why did Blind Scott go into a gay bar? He was looking for a, trying to feel a happy ending. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. Let's go to Sir Scratch-Off. <laughs> uh, well, well, there's nothing to say, Eddie. There's nothing to say. Oh, he's gone? Sir Scratch-Off is gone? All right, let's check oh, in with... People are... <laughs> nothing. Never mind. <laughs> people are celebrating. <laughs> They're dancing in the streets, Eddie. <laughs> They're taking their pots and pans from the kitchen, running outside and banging on them in celebration. Let's go to... <laughs> Beer drinking Brian in the greater Kansas City area. Hello, beer drinking Brian. What's up, man? Uh, first of all, I got to th- uh, wish uh, Howard and James a happy birthday from being a fellow Twin City resident, you know, for many years. And your heart, your heart, and your liver are still in Minnesota. Yes, they are. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I hear from the grapevine, well, actually from her voice today, Halfline is trying to write a poem about the show while she... Oh, well, that oh, would be Spending great. the time productively. Very good. Yes, that's what we need. She can still provide I mean, she, content even in jail, Halfpint. Yeah, she got out of that other jail and she's back here. And she, oh, good. Uh, now you can go good. see her. Okay. Did you go yeah. visit her? And then, visit, yeah. And then visitor. Um. Well, yeah. Well, now I can tomorrow at seven o'clock Central Time. Okay. So well, good. I'll be out there so tomorrow. Send, send our best. Tell tell her that we're pulling for her. We hope she. Her, her and her well, I'm trying to see if right. I can take a picture and just send it out online, but I got to talk to her supervisor. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want show, you to end up in jail next but, to her if you take a photo. You know, so I don't know why you wouldn't be able to take a photo, though. I, I think if, if she's okay with it, you have to ask her permission. But I, I'm sure she's probably well, not looking jail for where Sunday you take best. Cameras in or right? Yeah. Do you have to leave but, your um, phone behind? I don't know how that works. I've never done that. Yeah, uh, well, I, I guess that's what they're saying. But they said if you talk to a supervisor, the dogs are barking, Eddie. The dogs are barking. I hear them. <laughs> they're gonna eat somebody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's just been a rough week but um i'm sorry ain't been calling to give any updates but there really hasn't been any updates except for that she yeah. uh did get moved back here and uh she misses y'all to death and all right. Well, we miss her, and keep us updated, beer drinking, Brian, and send our best. Hopefully, you can send me the photo. I'll uh, I'll put it out if you if she approves of it. Make sure she approves of it. But thank Someone you. Someone is the ball. Uh, so our friend Half Pint. If you missed it, Half Pint, one of our celebrity callers, most decorated couple in the history of the Bennies. I love the my awards. Week. 
the awards we do for the P1s, the people that contribute content to the show, and Beer Drinking Brian and Half Pint, and Half Pint is currently locked up. And we're not sure how long she's going to be in. She might be released next week. She could be in for five years. She violated her probation. Mallard to the third degree is straight ahead. Here's the instant trivia. Milwaukee Bucks guard Drew Holiday over the last three games of the finals had 52 points, 31 assists, and 10 steals. Since the NBA started tracking steals in the early 70s, only two other players have recorded that type of stat line over a three-game span. They are Larry Bird and blank. Larry Bird and blank. That is the instant trivia. Mallard of the third degree next. Hey, this is Half Pint, and I love the Ben Knowledge Show. We love you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Most are unable to lend an ear to the Ben Maller Show all night long, but with podcasting, you get caught up on unique show moments that you might have missed. The Ben Maller Show podcast is available on iHeart and wherever you get your podcasts. It's a piece of cake and upsets the corporate guys. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's me. Uh, Ben has had some technical issues, and so it's going to be Garcia to the third degree. Woo! It's Maller. How about that? Garcia. To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Koopa Loop. (laughs) All right, Eddie. Uh, so yesterday during the show, we, we talked about how uh, Stephen Jones was asked about his worst mistake as during his tenure as VP of the Cowboys. So I wanted to ask you, Eddie, what do you think Jerry Jones's biggest mistake was? Well, I think there's no question it was uh, deciding that he was more important than Jimmy Johnson, the guy who actually coached the team. Uh, Jerry Jones has always had, obviously, a tremendous ego, and, you know, most of those rich guys do that uh, – end up buying sports franchises, but uh, he said it himself, right, when he got all uh, teary-eyed, allegedly. That's, and, that's right, uh, I heard that. Look, it's, it's, it, there's no question. It's, it, he never should have uh, had uh, issues with Jimmy Johnson. Swallow your pride, do what's best for the team, and uh, he should, never should have fired Jimmy Johnson. Next! <laughs> so this question is not as relevant for you, Eddie, but uh, TMZ caught up with Eric Dickerson yesterday, and uh, he discussed the injury to Cam Akers, that it was a no-brainer for the Rams to bring back Todd Gurley. Would you Ooh. sign off on that deal? Uh, no, no, I would not. Uh, I mean, look, Todd Gurley had his time with the L.A. Rams, was very productive for a while, but uh, I, I think that, that ship has sailed. There, there are better options than Todd Gurley. Uh, I think I might even sign Adrian Peterson before I would I would sign Todd Gurley. So no, I I I would not go back to the Todd Gurley well, and I'm I'm pretty confident that Ben would uh, would echo those sentiments as well. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, now I know that you're going to be really passionate about this one, Eddie. Oh, really? uh, you may have heard reports this week that the Lakers have interest in Chris oh, Paul yeah. or Russell Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, I know you don't like basketball. Uh, That's but not true. If you if the NBA. There if, you go. if you had to choose one, who do you think would be a better fit on the Lakers? Oh boy. Um, yeah, I did see these reports actually, and I did. Uh, it did kind of crack me up. I don't know how the Laker guys on the, on the staff felt about it, but uh, if I if I have to go between those two, I think it's pretty obvious you go with Russell Westbrook, right? I mean, uh, he he would be coming back home, so I guess that would be part of the storyline that he would be excited about that, perhaps, and. Uh, you know, as much as uh, he has his issues and uh, maybe not the greatest team player in the world, uh, he can still put up the numbers. Chris Paul, as uh, as Ben would tell you, and I think a lot of other people, he is certainly susceptible to injury. Uh, he's going to be another year older, and he has the track record of, uh, you know, <laughs> coming up short again and again and again and again. So, I mean, it seems to be a no-brainer to me, but I will uh, let you guys chime in since you're Laker fans. I would definitely take Russell Westbrook. Well, Eddie, I, I disagree with you uh, just because I think uh, Westbrook's not a team player and, and uh, he has to be, like, the first option. But uh, even though I disagree with you, you pass this edition of oh, Garcia at the third degree. Oh, how about that? Yeah. I like that. Thank you very much. I, I was well-earned, well-earned. Where are you, Ben? 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.